0: to the IMDb Journey Podcast, where we break down every movie from the top 250 and give our thoughts, our reviews, and any general discussion along the way. My name is Daniel Henderson, and I wish all you listeners some good fortune.
1: (laughs) 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 And I thought, my jokes were
0: bad. (laughs) Why is that a joke? I was serious. I wish them all good fortune.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Um,
0: Not everything has to be a joke.
1: Okay, and I'm Dean Jeffrey,
0: and... Here we go. Wait for it struggling to think of something
1: not only do all you listeners know what a sook i am but now my kids do as well
0: It's <laughs> <That's> not bad <laughs> and today we'll be breaking down dean's pick hutchy i mean i didn't a direct dog's, the movie <laughs> <dog's tail. laughs> i chose a movie we had been
1: picking all these super super awesome favorite popular movies i'm like mate we're gonna go back to like all these other movies are just going to pile up at the end. We've got to start crossing some of these off. We can't just pick our favourites every single week. So and I picked pick something. Touchy. I like dogs. There's a dog in it, and I hadn't seen it, so I picked it. Okay.
0: Okay. Sue me. We're going to find out if you regret that soon. But how are you, mate? Good. How Good. are you, mate? I'm all right. What's wrong? You sound sad. No, no. I'm just a little, you know, a little tired, a little exhausted. Work's been big. Had our one of our stock takes for the year.
1: How many do you do? Four. Okay, we only, we only really do one, so... Oh,
0: you're a prick. Then. That's oh. all I can say. No, nah, but we got a good result from it, so I'm happy with the, the work effort we put in for it. Paid off. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. We also had Mother's Day recently.
1: Yes, we did. I worked. I did not. Oh. Aren't you the loving son? And husband <laughs> yeah no, I, uh, I've been getting into golf lately actually Hendo Golf. Oh, we
0: sorry we golf no not we golf
1: <laughs> actual out on a course golf so oh, yeah
0: what's your uh, handicap
1: yeah I mean I, um, besides
0: staying the obvious <laughs>
1: I'm not I'm not at the point where uh, I'm actually scoring but uh
0: it's it's a lot of fun you're at, the, you're at the point where you whatever you score take 10 off that and that's my score <laughs> take 10 do not you mean add 10? Take 10 strokes off your score. Well,
1: I'm always happy to take 10 strokes, Hendo. Well, you wouldn't do (laughs) anything.
0: All right, let's get away from this, shall we? Yes. What are we doing today, Hendo? Well, we are doing our breakdown of Hachi, a dog story, but after that- Hachi. We're going to be looking at some reviews that you listeners gave to Hutchie. We'll also be taking a look at the question of the week that you guys answered, which is, "What is your favorite dog movie?"
1: Which apparently is the most popular question we've ever asked. A
0: lot of responses (laughs) for this. I'm baffled why.
1: I I can't believe it. Like you look at the the uh, the the picture you put up of all these very average dog movies, and it's like, why is this inspiring so many people? Average dog movies. I just
0: mean average movies.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. To jump on board and uh, leave a comment. I mean, we appreciate all of of the feedback, believe me, but I was uh, (laughs) quite surprised at the
0: responses. (laughs) And amidst all those movies, we'll talk about our top five dog movies as well, which may or may not include Hutchie once we're done talking about it. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then after that, we'll take a look at the Pod V Pod 19 draft results against Sam and Stacy from the Movie Reviews and 20Qs podcast. Even though we've already won, it's always good to see the results. Yes, it is. Speaking of Sam and Stacy, we were recently on their show as well doing The Dark Knight. Yes, and what a blast that was. Yeah, you can hear Dean a lot. Uh, <laughs> my audio is a little weird. We had some uh, audio complications, much like the Pod V Pod, but very listenable, a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> yes, it is listenable. Go out and check it out. <laughs> Well, I certainly didn't help with that. No, you didn't help at all, but I, I, as usual, carried the show. Oh,
0: I can't even be bothered. Oh, good start. We haven't even gotten into this. I know. I think we might have the same opinion with this film. I'm hoping. You never know. You never know. And then we're going to take a look at the first round matches of the best 1970s film tournament. And then after that, we're going to look at the next film we're going to be breaking down, which is a patron-requested breakdown from our lovely patron, Mr. Chris Beardsell. I can't wait to see what he's picked.
1: Hopefully it's something more popular than Hachi.
0: Yeah, hopefully he's got a bit more taste. Ooh, I, I hadn't seen it. <laughs> you already had seen this. You could have warned me. You're like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> nah, I'll just let you dig your own grave. That's fine. But before we get to that, let's take a look at the numbers between Paul and myself from the Movie Watching Challenge. It's, a it's a
2: I'm winning. I'm winning.
0: And at the time of this recording, I am sitting at 227 to Paul's 265. <laughs> Have you forfeited yet? Hey, it's May, for God's uh, sake. Uh, uh, halfway through the year. He
1: is destroying you.
0: Yeah, he is right now. Why don't we see what happens at the end of the year? Probably, I'll be like 150 <laughs> up, by then.
1: <laughs> All right. As usual, before we get into our breakdown of Hachi, please be warned, we will be spoiling it from the get-go so if you haven't seen it and for some reason you are spoiler adverse to this film please don't listen any further
0: but if you don't care come along for the ride and with that being said we're going to take a quick break here and give you some promos one of course from the epic film guys with their live stream for the qr which we are going to be part of is coming up this weekend the 17th to the 19th of may and we're going to be on the midnight slot on the saturday night for you Americans about two p.m. on the Sunday for us, and we're going to be doing a little mini Pod v Pod with Nick versus Dean. It's going to be going to be good fun. To it's going to be epic. See if Dean can uh, win a Pod v Pod by himself. Hey, I ah, what what?
1: I have done very well lately. I'll have you know.
0: Well, you're always going to do well when I'm there because you make me look like I'm doing even better because <laughs> yeah. of how bad you were doing. <laughs> yeah, I can't kind of walk into that one. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back on the other side with Huchy a dog's
3: tail. Justin, can you believe it's almost time? Time for what? The 2019 Livestream for the Cure. This is our third year hosting this amazing event with every single cent going toward cancer research.
2: The Cancer Research Institute funds research into immunotherapy to create a future immune to all forms of cancer.
3: And this amazing nonprofit organization is rated over 92% by charitynavigator.org and puts 88 cents of every dollar toward cancer research.
2: Last year, thanks to an amazing team of collaborators, fans, supporters, and listeners, We raised over $5,000 in 30 hours on the air. And
3: this year, with your help, we're going for our biggest goal yet.
2: Tune in May 17th to the 19th on twitch.tv slash epicfilmguys for 40 hours of amazing content as we try to reach $7,500.
3: For more information or to find out how you can become a part of the event, please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com. Together, we can make a difference. Oh hi, I didn't see you there.
1: Well, nerds, geeks, and newcomers alike, we're the Shake and Not Nerd Podcast, where each week we review movies and video games, and discuss what's going on in the nerd world. With me as always, is my co-host, Ian the Huge Footlong Johnson, hey babs,
2: The Tom, hello there, and Ollie, also known as Big Red, hi, and I'm your host, Doody Dootron, and this is us. About five minutes beforehand, I was talking to my friends, being like, they make me say I love Harvey Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. I'm, not, I'm, do, I'm
1: not doing it. The second they said that, I'm like, <laughs> I
2: love Harvey Omen! You fresh it. <laughs> <laughs> <Free shirt! laughs> I'll suck it, Dick! I'll suck it, Dick! For one! It's Pink just released a new album, which apparently is really Thank good. God. Title purple. Pink, no. right? <laughs> Two in the. <laughs> 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 Where can people find us, guys? Why are you looking at me this time? <laughs> well i do believe you can find us on any relevant social media outlets or the podcast app of choice mm oh, there are a lot of good ones so sit back relax and enjoy Shaking up nerd hachiko was my grandfather wilson's
3: dog everyone called hachi a mystery dog because they never really knew where he came from and that's where their story began
2: hey little buddy you lost one chance encounter.
3: He was at the train station. We just
2: thought you'd bring him home and talk me into keeping him.
3: Tomorrow morning, we'll find out exactly where he belongs. Became.
2: damn and love him.
3: A miraculous story.
0: So, Hachi, a dog's tale, or Hutchiko, a dog's story, or any other variety of. Name title, this is. I've seen a couple of different ones.
1: Has it actually been called Hachiko, a
0: dog story? Hachiko is the Japanese name of Hachi. Okay. Yeah, if you didn't pick that up. But there's also, I've also seen something like A Dog's Tale, A Dog's Story, things like that. Anyway, this was released in 2009, starring Richard Gere, Joan Allen, and Jason Alexander. I'll keep it at those three. What? How well, dare you, not you wanna say? want to rattle off a
1: couple? Hiroyuki Tagawawa. Tagawawa. <laughs> AKA Shang Tsung. <laughs> From Mortal Kombat. Because he's in it
0: for like five minutes.
1: Oh, they're key five minutes though. Really no. brings the- uh... The Japanese part
0: of it? Yes. Yeah, pretty much all he's there for. Directed by Lasse Hallström. I think it's a Denmark name. You heard of this guy before? Danish? Yes. <laughs> a Denmark. Was that what I said? <laughs> <laughs> I said yes like that's what I said, right? Like, yeah, no shit.
1: <laughs> uh, have I heard of him before? Yeah. No, no, I haven't.
0: Uh, he did a couple of films. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Yep. Chocolat. Yep, Cider House Rules. I've seen that. Have you? No, dear John. No, I haven't seen that. And more recently, A Dog's Purpose. He loves his dog. <laughs> he loves the dog movie. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> so this film had a budget of sixteen million dollars. There's no results for USA that I saw. But really? Worldwide. Yep. Made forty eight million dollars. Wow. Little Very bit popular. Of a return. little bit of a return. It's not massively popular. Huge. The rule is you got to make at least more than double your budget to, for it to be a success. Which they did, and yeah, then not some. Not massively. And then some. Nah, it did okay. Okay. Now, Dean, since this is your pick- Oh, get off. Nah, surely you, can, you got some sort of
1: trivia or something You can do here. that with Batman Begins. I'm not sure you could do that with Hachi. Come on. you you got to have done some research here. Okay, here's, here's the extent of my research here. Hachi was actually portrayed by three different dogs.
0: Chico- Layla and Forrest. Ah, uh, Layla. Classic dog. Do you know that's- Do you know Layla from any other dog movies? I know Layla from Goodfellas. I was going to say I know Layla from Eric Clapton, but that's the same bloody thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else
1: do I know about this film? Not much. Uh, <laughs> there's not a lot of trivia for a film like this, which is fine. Like It's, it's a true story? It is a true story. Based oh, off a true story? I mean, we can talk about that. Yeah, go for it. So it's based off a true story? <laughs> <laughs> No, so it does come up at the end. Now, I obviously I had no idea that this was actually based on a true story. Okay, so it is about a dog named Hachiko that in 1923 uh, was gone into the ownership of a Japanese master, and this master died unexpectedly in 1925, and Hachiko waited nine years and nine months for his master to return to the station much like in this film hence based off a true story does it say that at the start i don't think it did no i don't to be think honest. it did um, but at the time of the uh the real hachiko in japan there was actually only 30 live akitas in all of japan ooh okay yeah and after this it was made the national emblem like dog of the japanese culture nice yeah so that huge bronze statue we saw at the end of the film that They made in memory of Hachiko mm-hmm. was real, obviously. Mm-hmm. It stood in at the station for, I guess, in memory of you know the real life dog.
3: In World yeah, War at II, the, though,
1: Shibuya Station, that's right. In World War II, though, they actually melted down this statue for you know like parts, yeah, you know, for medals. And then after the war, they rebuilt it and put it back up with the same metal. Well, uh, <laughs> no, not with the same metal. And it also inspired Season 4, Episode 7 of Futurama.
0: That's where I remember this from. Jurassic Park. I remember watching this for the first time saying, Futurama did it better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No, that's uh, because I was watching. I was like, gee, this is like that. And then, yeah, because I was thinking, gee, they've really ripped off that, but it's a true story and they've done this true story. Yeah. How much can you
0: rip off of a true story? They've they've
1: done this true story proper, sort of modernised it to today, but they've done it... um, you know, very realistically, whereas Futurama, obviously, oh, of not course. futuristic at all. Not futuristic? Not realistic at all, because it's so futuristic.
0: But The Japanese back in the 20s thought this film would have been futuristic. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yes. Yes, I do. That's, I mean, was that a joke or was that you actually trying to be clever? Bit of both? <laughs> I'm not sure. You didn't really Failed sell it, it either way. <laughs> Interestingly, though, in 2012, an exact replica of the statue that's in Japan was actually unveiled at the Wound Socket Depot Square where the film was shot. So now there's two Hutchie statues. Good on you, Hutchie. What a dog. So what do you know about the breed Akita? Nothing. Do you know that it is often referred to as Akita Inu? No. Because Inu in Japanese means dog, so literally Akita dog. Cool, (laughs) good trivia. (laughs) I mean, you told me to say something, so here it is. Also, in the credits, did you notice that they actually um, stipulate that the Akita dog is actually a really difficult dog to own, and they don't recommend first dog owners to get one because whilst they are very good-looking dogs, they're they're very strong-willed. So. Yeah, that was interesting they put that there, for those people scrolling through the end credits of films.
0: Would you get a hutchie dog? Uh, probably not. No,
1: it looks like a hell of a lot of work, to be honest. Plus, I'm American Bulldog through and through now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the way you treat your dog, I can see why. Yes. Yes, but this film does have an average rating of 8.1, over 222,000 ratings, and is currently sitting at number 208 on the IMDb Top 250 list. Now, Dean- it's your turn for a plot summary.
1: A college professor bonds with an abandoned dog he takes into his home. Wow.
0: <laughs> the briefest summary I've ever heard.
1: It's, it's quite brief. I mean, without giving away spoilers, what can you say? We already
0: said we're giving away spoilers.
1: No, I mean, yeah, but as
0: a as a summary, we normally don't spoil it, so that's that's the plot of the movie. All right, let's get into it, Dean. We start off with some kids talking about their, their heroes at school. Yeah, this... I've forgotten about this opening scene and when it really doesn't come back until the very end of the film
1: yeah but that's that's fine like yeah. I've forgotten that this was basically a story being told by someone whereas you just you forget it straight away you forget yeah. that this is you're watching someone tell this story because there's no voice over it never cuts back to it until the very last scene so it's very yeah it is forgotten but I actually like that at the end it, it pulled you back to to
0: that I'm glad they didn't have continuous voiceover throughout this film of this oh, kid.
1: Yeah, especially from this kid. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 different because you got the, this kid's this first kid talking about Columbus and how heroic he is, which, you know, in America that probably makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then you got this kid and he's like, Oh, my granddad's dog is my hero and it's like
0: what? And all the kids laugh at him. Yeah. Shut up, mate. <laughs> Give him a chance. Yeah. We flash back to Japan with this story of Hachi being transported. Yeah, we got this. I don't, I don't get the opening of this. That, that doesn't get explained. It's but just get this he gets monk, on a plane and he's monk,
1: off. Monk overlooking the mountains. He pulls a dog out of nowhere and just yeah. sends him away. But he send he does he is actually sending him to someone. You like, never know. Who someone that is. someone in this movie is fretting, like, where is my fucking dog? That is thing. This thing cost me a fortune. <laughs> yes. I had to go to monks in the mountains to get this thing, <laughs> and they never gave it to me. Imagine him trying to get a refund on this thing from the monks. They were it's like,
0: like No re- refunds. I never got it. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I never got the dog. I sent it. <laughs> yep. I don't have it anymore. Because that's what they say, English.
1: Yeah but we do see the uh, the crate that hachi is in going from car, train, plane, lots of traveling around. What and did you
0: think of the point of view from hachi throughout this film? <sighs> it's different. Did I like it? Probably
1: not. Did I hate it? Probably not either. It was it was okay. I'm not sure it really really ever worked too well for me. I guess you could argue it works in the very final shot where you see hachi Looking and he sees Richard Gear come through at the end, mm-hmm. but even that, or oh, was that even like the the odd
0: color scheme, Hutchie's view? I don't recall. No, that wasn't. That no, was it wasn't. Colour. So, but that's not him. Look, he was. I had his eyes closed. He's dreaming that. we'll, we'll get to that. But okay, what did I make? <laughs> can wait. It, it was unnecessary, honestly. But I disagree. I, mean- I disagree. Oh, you liked it? I did like it. Okay. This is Hutchie, a dog's story, and to get the perspective from him throughout the whole film. I think it plays well.
1: What does that mean? Perspective. Just lower the camera to knee height.
0: Yep, and it like works the well. colors. I thought dogs saw in black and white. How do you know that? Who told you that? Uh, school. School books. They what also taught you the Pythagoras not- theorem. And when do we ever need that? When do I need it? Never. Do you remember Pythagoras' theorem? That's why I just said it. You do remember it? Something like a squared plus b squared equals c squared. Yeah. Yeah, because you know. <laughs> well, I was. I liked math. You liked it, not anymore. Not a well, fan. Not a fan of math. Been a while since I've done my algebra. <laughs> no, I like the point of view. Uh, Why? I, I've already said it. I like how it shows his point of view because it's his story. Why, especially when Richard Gere dies. Where are you get? Where's the perspective coming from? Now we're we just going to show it like, like, like we a, see like a it. dog's way home in that where you just see v- uh, shots of the dog walking around. We get that, but where we also dare get- you
1: compare this <laughs> to a dog's way home. Hey,
0: it's a dog movie. All right, I saw it recently. <laughs> I will say this is a much better film than A Dog's Way Home. Yes, much better.
1: So we see the crate. It has the tag ripped off, which, mm-hmm. you know, is the, Convenient. Uh, it's the thing that propels this whole movie. I kind of feel like Hachi would have had a better life had the tag not been ripped off. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are the chances that his actual intended owner was going to die so soon? Oh,
0: is that, I don't know. I mean, you
1: kind of feel bad for Hachi, don't you?
0: Maybe it was some old Japanese guy who just wanted a companion for his last couple of years.
1: Oh, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. So, well, oh, where do you think I was going? I don't know. I'm afraid to say.
0: But he falls off this luggage cart. You bastard luggage boy! Pay attention to what you're doing. Look, like it's a live animal. Like <laughs> even if it was a suitcase,
1: you would turn around and pick it up.
0: And you could you could surely hear this big crash that fell behind you. Yeah. But, coincidentally, he wanders into Richard Gere. Parker. Parker. Who I found out his name halfway through this film. I don't think they ever- Did they ever say his name earlier? I don't know. I looked it up before I started the movie, so- There's a couple of people in this film who I don't think I ever heard their name. So, I've got Joan Allen. I've got
1: Jason (laughs) Alexander.
0: Yeah, I don't. I've got their their names, yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Um, But we get Parker here, so he's referred to as Professor by Jason Alexander. (laughs) (laughs) George. By, what is his name? Carl. Carl. He's referred to, yeah, it's actually the names aren't great in this film because Joan Allen is Kate, uh, Shang Tsung is Kerry, and Jason Alexander
2: is (laughs) Carl. Wait, Kerry is his real
0: name? Kerry. Yeah, C-A-R-Y is his real name. Oh, it's Ken. So I've got Kate, Ken, and Carl. Oh, that is rotten. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously? Don't be so lazy. Yeah. Should have gone with George and Shang Tsung. (laughs) I mean, in
1: fairness, my notes are Shang Tsung throughout. Me too. <laughs> we do get Jason Alexander's Carl here. Obviously, Jason Alexander, Richard Gere reunited
0: from Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. Do you like Pretty Woman? I would if I'd seen it. Yeah, that's right.
3: What?
0: Yes, I love getting those reactions. Ah, oh, really? Yeah. I okay. I've seen probably like forty percent of the film, like bits and pieces. When it when I've it's just been on in the background. Like, oh, I'll check that out. I've, you know, I've seen parts where they're at the racetrack and, then, uh and like, Jason Alexander's, like, being a little sleaze dog to her. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing through. Oh. I couldn't tell you the end.
1: Okay. I won't tell you, but- yeah, please don't. It's very good. Oh, he's very good. <laughs> very good. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but this Carl character, I really- I didn't really have a handle on him throughout mm. this film. I thought at
0: multiple points he was about to become a villain. That's the thing with this film. There is no bad person in this film. There's no asshole. You know what I mean. Everyone is just super good. Like you know, when you got like life, Hendo. I think you're living in a fairyland. There, I'm happy in this fairyland. Hachi's walking around the street. Surely you'd have someone's like, Oh, get out of my shop! Get out of the dog!" Yeah, every person like Hachi, How are you, mate? Have, have a biscuit. Some food. Have, have a food. Have a pat. <laughs> every single person, even before the professor dies, he's like, everyone just loves this dog. Surely I mean, there a, was some person, a, one person in the town is like, "Get that mutt away from me!" It is a very small town. It does look like it doesn't it? like it. The, seems like every time he needs to go to the train tracks, like it's. It's like a leap over the back fence. Yeah.
1: <sighs> okay. Literally. But Parker does try to get rid of the dog, the dog hutching.
0: Several times at the start of this film. Yeah, but
1: Carl says he'd only take him to the
0: pound, so that's not going to happen. So what does Parker do? Dakes
2: he goes to, to the, the pound.
0: Hold <laughs> <laughs> well on, mate. But he gets home to his wife, Joan Allen, who uh, seems a little randy. Randy. She wants right. the sex real quick. Does she? Yeah. I didn't pick up on that in this
1: G-rated film.
0: She, He comes home and she's like, quickly, upstairs, upstairs, upstairs. And the next shot is like them laying in bed. <laughs> okay. like, oh, calm down. I mean, it's Richard Gere. Oh, shame there's no gerbils around. Wow. No? Deep pool?
1: Deep pool. Yeah. I mean, probably more so for Richard Gere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. All right, so what do we got? We got Hachi making noise downstairs. Kate obviously hears, but uh, doesn't investigate at all, which I thought was odd.
0: No, because Parker said it's a, a branch brushing against the back the wall of the house.
1: And we get this Velociraptor Hachi. Yes, it's learned to open doors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: this Hachi a smart bastard.
1: Yeah, he really is. And then he goes upstairs and gets into some fetish action. Here we got the uh, licking of the feet. You pervy
0: bastard, Hachi. Yeah.
1: So I sort of get the impression here that Parker has been saying he wants to get a puppy and Kate has been saying no because when Hachi appears, she's like, oh, what are you doing? You knew I would just, you try and bring it here and try and convince me to say, you know, yes, we can keep him.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's not really explored further than this point. No. But again, we got Hachi being put outside, which is where- Most dogs go. Yeah. Not yours. No. Do you put your dog outside at night? No. Oh, well, what are you saying to like that for? No, no, because your dog is like the firstborn for you. Stays on the couch, you know, has its own bed at night. It, I mean, and it has a bed at w- night. Wakes up to a pristine gourmet breakfast that you've made personally. The other day I made eggs oh. benedict for for her. <laughs> she she loved it. And I had cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> the kids like, Dad, I want some toast. <laughs> <her off." laughs> Make your own breakfast. <laughs> oh,
1: scary how realistic that is. <laughs> but we got Richard Gears Parker playing the piano. Pretty sure he plays piano in Pretty Woman as well.
0: Okay. Uh, I've got nothing to say here with this. A lot of these scenes are just there. This is an interesting film in terms of breaking it down. Is it? Yeah.
1: It sounds like you don't think it's an interesting film in terms of breaking it down. Yeah, point taken. So, Parker does go to the pound, as we mentioned earlier, and the guy says, you know, I'll take him, but in two weeks, basically, I'm going to kill him. Can't do that. No. Dr. Paul Hutchie. I actually thought this pound guy was going to come back when Hutchie was roaming the streets without Parker. I was like, oh. You've just
0: watched a, dog- a Dog's Way Home, too, haven't you? <laughs> I'm just like, where's this evil pound <laughs> yes.
1: guy? Yeah,
2: exactly. you got to have the big <laughs> evil guy who wants
0: to kill the dog. Yes. But that never came to pass. But that's all right. Takes him to the bookstore. And this uh, asshole cat gives poor Hutchie a swipe across the face. How dare he? You prick cat. Yeah. What did
1: Hutchie do to you, mate? Yep. And that's our um I guess antagonist that's from our, the first that's act. Our villain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the villainous cat. <laughs> oh dear. So what do you Matt, What are you thinking about this film at this point?
1: It's very slow. Man. And I'm thinking, <laughs> is anything gonna happen yes. here? I'm just waiting for some sort of conflict. I'm like, okay, we've set it up, perfect family, everyone's really happy, and they get this dog. Okay, what's going to happen now? That's the inciting incident. Where is the conflict in this film? And we get that
0: conflict in another 45 minutes. (laughs) This is an hour and a half film with one big crucial plot point that happens an hour into the film. Man, was I bored a lot throughout this film.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I... Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk more later. Like, I'll, I'll get to it. Like, I this part is undeniably it's slow. Like, I mean, it's easy to watch. the The colors are bright. The like Richard Gere is always fine, you know. And I like dogs. I'm so not a I- big
0: fan of Chicago. Are you?
1: No, I don't like Chicago. <laughs> but and I like the dog. Like Akita mm. is a really good looking dog. I was actually quite impressed with how fucking well trained this dog is. That's really impressive training.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, stuff like that, good, good I'm, I'm watching- points, Well-trained dog.
1: Yeah, no, I'm watching. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's, you know, it's not, it can't be easy working with animals in film, and they
0: have this animal here who is perfect. Like, yeah, really? Uh, I guess kudos for having a, an actual dog and not putting in some, like, CGI nonsense. Mm. What do you make of this little gag of sneaking Hutchie onto the train and Richard Gere gives a little woof to cover his- uh, Hilarious. His dog. It's <laughs> so cute. I was like, oh, that would so be me. Like, woof.
1: Oof. Oh, oh! what did I have for lunch? Oh, man. Excuse me. Uh, that, movie, that
0: movie copped an eye roll from me at that point. Yeah. Come I'm on.
1: not sure about giving the dog milk, though. I, I never give my dog any dairy. <laughs> yeah, it upsets her tummy. <laughs> yeah, she'll chew on a mouldy, rotten bone outside yeah. that's been there for a month, but keep that milk no, away from her. <laughs>
0: So, Parker here is doing a ballet play, I believe. Yeah. And Hachi's uh, there and he gets out of the bag that he's in and he goes and does nothing.
1: <laughs> no, but we get Shang Tsung talking about how, as you mentioned in your hilarious opener, how Huchi means good fortune. I was dead serious. <laughs> dead serious. Why don't you tell the listeners how you came up with that? Well, hutchie well, means There so I was. I'm the shitter. <laughs> and I thought, damn, I've got to say something. <laughs> I hope everyone else is having a good time like I am now. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, we get Parker still trying to give this dog away to people and everyone's saying no. This movie has been a bit repetitive. Like, he's tried a lot of people to give this dog away to. I think it's time they just... You know, stop trying to give the dog away and have something else happen in this film.
0: But no, we get. Oh the- no, we do. We do get something else. Ooh. He goes and looks up the bloodline of the dog on this old computer. I didn't know when this was set. To be honest, I only found out when Joan Allen goes and looks at his tombstone and turns out he died in 1998. Okay, that's that's the time frame of this film. Mm.
1: Makes sense. Looking at the computer and the internet, oh, the old dodgy he was Netscape. Using. Yeah, I never Man. used that. So. Old technology. Looks rough. So we've got Parker watching baseball with Hutchie. Another riveting scene. They're they're eating popcorn together.
0: Parker falls asleep and I'm thinking, hmm, that sounds sounds like an idea.
1: That sounds like something I do. (laughs) All the time. All the time. Surprisingly (laughs) not with this film, though. I will say that. But this is where we get Kate coming around to the poor old Hutchie. Like, oh, aren't they cute together? All right, let's keep him.
0: Yeah, she gets that phone call about the dog, and she goes. The dog's already been taken. You go, Kate. Good on you. Even
1: like she gives him this monkey soft toy. Like if that was my my bulldog, it would not last the night. I can tell uh, you it's now. It's gone. <laughs> but now we get uh, Richard Gere really, really going over the top, maybe trying to earn an Oscar for himself, where he's showing the animal how to fetch. This is good stuff. Was it? <laughs> Man, there was some action, I guess, when he's running around on all fours. What's
0: going to happen big next? Got the ball up in his mouth. I'll tell you what happens next. We fast forward. And now Hutchie is a bit bigger.
1: Yes. There's nothing I quite enjoy as much as a time jump. And Hutchie's a big boy now. so
0: Now, he digs under the fence to, to chase after Parker. Is this the first time he does this? Looks like it. Yeah, looks okay. like it. Okay. Yeah.
1: But I do like how Carl holds a train up for Parker here. Waiting for Parker to tell the dog to go home. Like, think about all these- This is a full train. All these people having to wait and be late because this dog won't go home.
0: I think this shows the respect for Parker. I think everyone loves this guy and he, you know, can sway this kind of action.
1: Nice. I really like how you're finding the deeper messages in this film. I'm no, trying. I'm very impressed. I'm really trying. i tell you now, that No way you just say to a dog, go home, and the dog happily leaves. doesn't happen. You're a well-trained dog, perhaps. But <laughs> Parker doesn't go to work- <laughs> No, instead of leaving the dog, he takes the dog home, and then
0: you got Kate fixing the hole. Well, Parker is first, and we- he's—I guess he was just planning on not going to work, but she convinced him to go back to work. I need to do
1: what I did with my garden and put down a heap of chicken wire so I can't dig under the fence. Or you could just train your dog to not dig. So we get some more Hutchy Vision here. Hutchy Vision—that's awesome. That's what I've called it throughout. Hutchy Vision. Hutchy Vision. Kate gives Hutchy some treats. I think it's good to see them bonding. A yeah. lot of good it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Like really, the dog has two masters here. Like mm-hmm. they both, they all live together. She would obviously help with the feeding and raising of the dog. Yes. No, it does doesn't care too much for Kate. Nah,
0: <laughs> doesn't care any. Doesn't care about anyone except uh, Parker.
1: Uh, I've written now. Man, does this movie have a storyline? <laughs> <laughs> Like, it just, it just is plodding away with this is a life with a dog. And it's like, yeah, that is stuff yep. that happens when we, you own a dog. We've
0: seen the stuff and we're going to see it again and we're going to see it again and we're going to see it one more time and then maybe one more time. And at this point, I'm like, I know what's coming. Can I just, can I fast forward? Oh, so you it?
1: didn't, did you? I did
0: not. Of course I didn't. It's
1: an hour and a half, Hendo. I know. You owe it to the listeners. But it
0: felt like an hour of 40.
1: Oh, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Dahachi hears a train and jumps the fence. Now, no need to go under the fence. We go over it, like the song. What's the
0: song? We can't
1: go under it. Can't go over it. You don't know that song? We have to go through it.
0: <laughs> Do you not know this song? No,
2: Did you, you not s- have a childhood? wanted you just
0: sing it? <laughs> <laughs> Bravo, Dean.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Many happy memories.
0: We haven't spoken about the daughter yet. I mean, how, how could you forget the daughter? Daughter, Andy. And her klutz boyfriend slash husband. Michael. Yes. You know he's a klutz immediately because he backs into the door as he's walking out to the barbecue. And then he trips over the stupid croquet. Croquet. This family is playing croquet <laughs> in know, the backyard. You
1: know they're wealthy when they're playing croquet.
0: Wow. Much more simpler time before mobile phones and Twitter mm. and podcasts. <laughs> Now. <laughs> now. <laughs> no. We're going to play croquet. I must admit, I did like the, the little joke here where Hachi is eyeballing the steak on the barbecue. Yeah, he's and like, oh, Huchy, Huchy, this, this is Michael. Is Michael. <laughs> and he just, he's just so unfocused in the background. Did you say steak? <laughs> you see, if we didn't have Hachi vision, that joke wouldn't have worked.
1: Ah, uh, I see now. You've really talked me into this Hachi vision. Thank you. That was all I wanted to do. Now we get the epic fencing scene between Shang Tsung and Parker. Oh, what was this? Where was Parker in Mortal Kombat, right? This was ridiculous. Well, he does fencing.
0: What's wrong with that? The big wooden... Like, come on, Parker. Knock it off. Well, he's trying. You're so cultured and sophisticated, you pretentious prick.
1: He plays croquet.
0: He He teaches ballet.
1: He he plays piano. He's a professor. And he fences. Apologies to all our fencing, croquet, ballet-loving listeners out there.
0: Well, they're, they're, we don't have none because they all die of heart attacks, apparently.
1: That's what happens when you uh, move around too much.
0: <laughs>
1: right, <laughs> guys? Hopefully. <laughs> it was just going back to this family croquet scene. I found this conversation, this dialogue between Parker and Michael a little out of place where it's just like, do you love my daughter? It's like, uh, yeah, mm. remember that on the bad days. It's like, oh, where's this going? Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere, <laughs> <the> never <laughs> mind.
0: <laughs> what about when, after they have this uh, sword fight with Shang Tsung, they, they talk about why Hachi won't fetch. Because they're not people pleasers. But he says he'll find a special reason. It's like, ugh, let's see this come back. What's wrong with that? I mean, it came back. I know, but it's so blatantly obvious it's going to come back on this one.
1: See, that was a big twist for me.
0: That it did. Everything else hadn't. And this Nothing else has come through. You're, you're three quarters of the way through the film going, when is the bad stuff going to happen with his daughter? <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we get more footage of Parker going to the train, Hachi going around the place and then waiting for him at the train station again. This happens multiple times.
1: Yeah. Now, as, as we know, I love my dog, but this, this relationship is a
0: bit unhealthy. Well, dog's not hurting anyone. The he's daughter gets married. Fun. The daughter gets married. Yeah, or like in you know, a two-second scene in between these this little montage that's going on. Well, it is a dog story. Was the was Hachi wearing a groomsman <laughs> thing? In my head, he's wearing a suit. <laughs> yes, me too.
1: <laughs> he's, he's poking his head in the family <laughs> yeah. photo and he's in a
0: tux. I was thinking he's, he's definitely in a tux. Hachi, the, Hachi uh, in the tux.
1: He's very dapper. Okay, so we got. I was. I actually was excited for this next scene. Parker comes home. There's no Hutchie waiting for him. No,
0: no, no. Pa- wait, 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 wait. Parker walks out of the train station. No Hutchie. What does he do? He runs to his wife. Where's the dog? So maybe you should have gone uh, go home first and have a look. That was my initial response. Uh, why are you freaking out? Because he's not at the train station. Yep. Have a look at home, perhaps.
1: Doesn't know where the dog is. I was like, okay, someone's stolen the dog. Here we go. Here we go. Is it the pound guy? It's probably Jason Alexander. He's really shifty. (sighs) Some conflict coming and uh, no, there's a skunk in the shed. So let's resolve that in two minutes. So the skunk ends up spraying Parker. I'm glad we don't have skunks in Australia.
0: No, we have uh, seven of the ten deadliest snakes in the world and yeah, sharks and stingrays and smell bad. big kicking kangaroos that just jump on your cars when you're oh, driving right, across oh, the road. All right, all oh, right, There's only a couple of times. No, well, thank God we don't have those skunks that make <laughs> us stink. We have the, the hot, blistering, boiling weather to sweat our asses off to. Okay,
1: but I found, I found something incorrect in this movie here, which I just- nah, Australia's bring, great, by the way. I wanted to bring up with you. So in this film, the skunk uh, sprays Parker from the rear end, right? Yeah. Whereas apparently skunks will actually stand on their front paws, arch its back, and spray
0: forward over its head. Have you seen any movie or cartoon involving a skunk where that happens? Does Pepe Le Pew do it? Not like that. How do you know? <laughs> you wouldn't know.
1: Anyway, so I love this scene. Actually, this oh, is one of. The- <laughs> I reckon you've done this.
2: <laughs> this Maybe is my. <laughs>
1: No, it just, it's not it just really. It's right at home. So I often have Britt uh, come home and walking in on me in the bath with my dog. The dog who's almost as big as you. Oh, you. <laughs> oh, no, it's very good. Still, though, no conflict. Uh, the daughter's pregnant. Yes. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, no, Parker, no, 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 bath? no, 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 stop, 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 don't move on yet. So the daughter's pregnant, right? She tells she tells Kate and then she's oh, going outside you, to, to tell say. Parker and he's giving Hutchie a full body massage.
0: Oh, man. Oh. oh. At this point, I think he's cheating on his wife. No wonder he's stood there for nine years. <laughs> Where's Did, my massage? Were you watching this with your dog and your dog just gives you a look like, where's my massage, you bastard? <laughs> oh, I love how, though, so the
1: daughter tells Parker that she's pregnant and they have this big happy moment. They go inside together. Then you cut to, like, Kujo-style Hachi Vision <laughs> just watching full of jealousy. How This dare is where you? it's going. I was halfway through my full body massage.
2: <laughs> you
0: come back here right now. <laughs> the point the hachi vision goes red <laughs> but we need the uh, the crucial crucial scene of this is honestly this
1: is where <laughs> i thought the movie was going now i thought okay here we go she's pregnant hachi will now be neglected right maybe maybe hachi will do something to the baby
0: i was like you don't know i think you're just Thinking of all these scenarios because you want something to happen. Well, something had to, and something does eventually. But we got to get the 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 most important scene of the film of Parker running his wife a hot bath. Moving on.
1: (laughs) Yes, it uh, borderlined. It really pushed that G rating to its limits. (laughs) Risque. Well, it is when you're watching it. I was I watched this with my nine and four year old daughters. And uh, yeah, I, was, I was concerned. I had to I double-check the rating. <laughs> yes. I was like, this is rated G, isn't it? <laughs> Family drama. What is going on here? Blow those candles out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's to signify that something's <laughs> happening.
1: But now we get another scene of Parker coming home from the train station and seeing Hachi. Did we really need another scene of this?
0: I mean, who? what do, what do you think? How many times have we seen this? This probably has to be like the seventh or eighth time. Really stretching. It's not one like time. anything
1: else happens in this in this particular one. Like nothing else happens in this sequence. Mm. Comes home, dogs there. We've seen this so many times before.
0: Nothing else happens. There's no interactions at all. It's like okay, yep. I think they need to hit that 90 minute mark. Yeah, that's really it. Honestly, I feel like they have you know a short story. This could be a short film.
1: Hold on. Going back to when Parker and Kate are doing their little love making. Did you pick up on what Parker was doing in the bedroom? When we cut to Hutchie looking up at the window, he was barking. (laughs) What? He was like, oh, stop. (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah. That's
1: right. Yeah, yeah, he probably said that too. (laughs) Uh, This man loves his dog. It's like, oh, Hutchie, it's Kate. (laughs)
0: Jesus. (laughs) No, but let's, okay, I think we're up to the point now where we, we get to something happening finally. Yep. Hachi starts to do some barking. He's reluctant. Yeah, I was wondering what was going uh, on here. You know, he's got that sixth sense going. He you know, he wishes good fortune on people and he's trying to stop uh old Parker from some bad fortune. Mm.
1: Maybe he was so jealous from the lovemaking from the night before that he wasn't a part of, and he's looking up and he's hearing all these barking noises, he's like, hey, that should be me in there. That he's like barking negative energy at him. Maybe Hutchie's good fortune ended that morning because of how jealous he was and that's why he died stick around for hutchy too <laughs> hutchy's revenge <laughs> but again well not again something different is actually <laughs> happening here uh, parker goes but hutchy won't go with him but he does he, he does eventually yeah
0: yeah <laughs> riveting <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but- now we get something that happens yes he fetches Again. (laughs) Right? It comes back. It's It's a special reason because- It was
1: set up before and now it's paying off. This is
0: the last time he's going to see him. Really? Yep. Okay, so- See, if I was Parker, I would have been like, stuff worked today. I'm going to spend all day with my dog Hutchie playing fetch. No, you wouldn't. You would never play fetch with your dog. I play fetch with my dog all the time.
1: You probably don't even have bars with your dog. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) Answer me.
0: But let's get to the big turning point of the film. Yeah, and- I was very, very shocked. Like, this yeah.
1: was just like jaw drop. Wait, what? Mm. We get Parker giving this lecture, sits down, stands up, and boom. Faints, falls down. I've written Faints. He just dies, though. Just yeah, He's gone. That's yeah. the end of him. <laughs> yeah. And I'm even at this point, though, I was like, okay, well, obviously he's not
0: dead. Yeah, you're going to get shots of him in the hospital, and, the, and Hutch is going to come yep. in. Like, he's going to have something like where... He's in uh, really bad shape, but Hachi comes in and lifts his spirits yeah, up and with that good saves fortune. the day. Yep. Nope. Nope, he's dead. So
1: Hachi's waiting at the station and Michael picks him up. Bet Hachi wasn't too pleased with that. <laughs> uh, Andy sees Hachi. <laughs> I love this. She she has just lost her father, right? The grandfather of her kid. Yes. She gets his dog and starts trying to do this full-body massage on it.
0: Like, surely oh, you would not give a fuck at Hachi this Hachi cannot miss his 10 a.m. full-body massage. Just because Parker went and died, can't blame Hutchie for wanting some more massage.
1: And even at this point, I still wasn't sure if Parker was dead. I was just like, pretty sure this
0: is the morning of the funeral.
1: Yeah, we haven't had the funeral yet, though. But
0: they're all like dressed in in you know black well, and white. She's suit like time.
1: massaging this dog, and and she's like asking, um, I think Kate, like, is this how he did
0: it? And I was like, D- did he die? There's a quick shot of Hutchie Vision where they're like crying and hugging each other in the house. Well, he could be like in hospital and they'd still have that nah, reaction. He, he did.
1: But no, as you say, everyone's in black. Kate gets in the car, and bang, we're at the funeral. I was like, "Fuck me!" Like, <laughs> I did not see that coming.
0: What did What did that make you feel about the film? Did it happiness that fi- something finally happened? Yeah, that the movie was going to change now.
1: Yeah, something was going to happen. So I was like, "Okay," you know, I perked up a bit at the sixty. Pop another half
0: star on this film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll go from half to one now. Calm down, Hendo. <laughs> No, it's not that bad.
1: No, it's not. Uh, yeah. All,
0: yeah. All right. We'll get to that.
1: So, we got Hachi waiting at the station again. And this is really where we start this You Hachi. get this weird
0: slow-mo effect of people coming out of the train. Looked, I don't know, it looked weird to me. Looked very out of focus and eh, didn't have to have that effect in there. George walks out at night and he's talking to Hachi. I love how you've gone to George
1: now. He's talking to Hachi like he can understand English. Like, it's not like, like, you wouldn't talk to a dog like that. Especially not if it's your dog. He's just like, oh. I was
0: going to say, because I talk to my dog.
1: He's just like, oh, you don't have to wait anymore. Like, he's not coming back. And the dog's just
2: like, huh? <laughs> Who are you?
1: <laughs> Carl, Carl leaves. He's like, okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Carl. And this bit is something I didn't understand. So, Kate sells the house here. Yeah. She's in the living room. All the boxes packed up. And Michael and Andy take Hachi. Mm. Why wouldn't she keep Hachi? Is Does it just, Hachi
0: never listen to her? Is it just that,
1: like, the, the seeing Hachi yeah. just reminds her too much of Parker?
0: Yeah, well, when she comes back to town and sees him, it just brings us back all those memories. But you quickly see that they have the kid now. I love oh, how oh, by the way, I have a kid. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not the important part of this film, so... No, the important part is all the story of Hachi going to the train station over and over. So, Hachi has depression now. <laughs> Uh, the baby keeps bumping into Archie and believe you me- little bastard baby. I know what
1: that's like when, you know, like, fuck off, kid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like I'm trying to sit and be a good boy. <laughs> but uh, Klutz Michael opens the door and bang, Archie is out of there.
1: Yes. Like a bolt of dog from that movie, Bolt.
0: So, uh, yeah. I, they're I, not all gems. That's
1: rough. <laughs> yeah, I actually saw Bolt at the drive-in. Did you-
0: bolt out of there after you were done.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'd make fun of you for that, but it's better than my ones. Was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wasn't uh, a, wasn't a high bar to set. No,
1: it wasn't. Okay, so Hachi's following the tracks, comes to a fork in the road, picks the right one, of course. Yes. Hachi's smell, Hachi's
0: smell vision. Something to do with that. Yep. Starts sleeping under the train. Yep. That's his new home. Yep.
1: Oh, and this bit was, was sad. When Hachi goes home, yeah. sees the shed, and there are other new people there.
0: But again, this guy, he's one, you know, super nice bloke. Sweetheart. This random he's dog. He's a real sweetheart. This random dog has walked into his backyard. He's like, hey, how you going, mate? What's going on? i would be like, hey, get out of my backyard, mate. Make you like a steak. <laughs> <laughs> but again, he's gone back to the train station. Yep. Andy he's, and Michael, go and get him. Sits and waits again. Yep. But, yeah, you know, I think uh, she realises what's going on. Hachi just needs to get out of there, so she- Symbolically and physically unlocks the latch.
2: No, we love you, Hachi. We want you to stay here with us. If you have to go,
0: that's okay too. And we get the new routine of Hachi sleeping under the train, coming back to the train station, and it's really more of the Jason Alexander and this hot dog vendor guy story now.
1: It is. We do get the uh, interesting poodle walking
0: up to him. Yep, and that's it. Nothing comes of that. And then the poodle leaves. Yes. What about the journalist coming to do an article and poor George thinks he's this was, this gonna, was I'm going to be a celebrity. This was good.
1: This was pretty funny. He's like, yeah, no, I'll get in the photo. And
0: it's like, uh. Yeah. Can I just get one? Uh, um, can I just get an individual one? Oh, yeah, sure. And he, like, poser? Like, uh, I actually, <laughs> he gets, like, all shitty. He's like, oh, all right. And people start sending hutchy things. Now, is George taking this money?
1: I don't think so. I mean, it is sort of played off like maybe he is. But at the end of the day, this dog is fed and taken care of for nine years mm. with no income by these people at the station. So let's say let's say when this article first comes out and he gets you know a thousand dollars and he spends a hundred dollars of it on food for the dog, he's going to spend much more than the rest of that. In the next nine years looking after this animal.
0: He did say he's can start a, a, a trust fund for him. It did sound like he was kind of joking. Yeah. But uh, Shang Tsung comes to visit Hachi. Yeah, talks uh, Japanese to the dog, which is a nice touch. Surely Hachi understood him. Of course, Japanese dog. Yeah, exactly. But here we see how much time has passed with the tree.
1: Yeah, I actually rewatched it from here again uh, yesterday. The tree scene, you liked it that much? I'll watch the end again. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, th- I think the tree shot was fine. You see, obviously, obviously they've got to show that a lot of time is passing. So, showing the season's pass is an easy way of doing it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think it's fine.
1: And this is where it starts to get pretty sad, this movie. When Kate comes back years later and-
0: And she, she gets off the train and- Hutchie is not at the train station. This bloody dog has been sitting at that train station for nine years. She comes off and he's not there. Well, he had the day off. <laughs> <know. laughs> he's was running late today.
1: Looking for that poodle.
0: <laughs> but uh, she visits Parker's grave.
1: Which is understandable,
0: but uh, even more of a coincidence. Shang Tsung just rocks up at the exact yeah. time she's there.
1: That was rough. That was rough. That it's been a long time since she's been back, and Shang Tsung is there.
0: Yeah, like was he visiting the the, the tombstone this time every day? I don't know. I mean, at this point, they said ten years later. It's two thousand and eight. Was did they have some sort of message? Text message? Did you see how old Richard Gear was when he died? Uh, I think it was fifty something. Fifty one. Yeah. Because I remember he was born in the 40s at some point. Oh, okay. But, but we, we finally see Hutchie. We see old dog Hutchie. Yeah, and he's looking a little bit old now. He's very slow, looking matted. Like a, he's looking like a buff head, to be honest. He's put on some Ks. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But that's okay. That's
0: fine. They actually, to age Hutchie, uh, in addition to using makeup to dull the colours of his coat, uh, tiny weights were used to make his ears and tails droop a bit. Which is, you know, it works well. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But uh, Kate shows up at the train station. She sees Hutchie. Yeah, it's very emotional. Yeah, this is definitely my...
2: Excellent!
0: Oh, really? This scene when she, you know comes and sees him, wants to stay with him, sit down with him, and it's just, you know, it's, it's overwhelmed did you with emotion. Tear up here, very like out of everything in the movie, this was the one bit that made me well, like get that little lump in the throat. I'm like, okay, really, especially when you cut to the little hot dog vendor guy, he's, he's like, oh, oh god, he's got his little tissue. I'm surprised. <laughs> this is the only part.
1: Okay, this is where it started for me. Yeah. Okay, this is where I was like, oh god, I'm getting emotional here. Yeah. As you say, you start feeling it in your in your insides and. You know, you're, I'm trying to stifle it here, right? I'm watching <laughs> it with my I feel
0: like there's more daughters. to come. I need to stop now.
1: I'm like, all right, you know, push it down, push it down. But, oh, I wasn't a fan of this next scene of Kate talking to the grandson and they're going through photos of uh, Hutchie and yeah. Parker. I was like, let's get back to Hutchie at the train station. We, we need
0: that little bit because we need to have the grandkid because he's telling the story and it's just yeah, his yeah, granddad. Yeah, no, you're right.
1: But it's here where Hutchie goes to the station at night, which is the first time we've seen this. Yeah, in the snow. In the snow, of course. And Hutchie is really slowly dying. Lays down. Lays down and eyes close and you get that sort of close into the the train bright white lights. Now, going into the light obviously represents death. For the record, this is my...
2: Excellent!
0: Yeah, well, I've... Had to figure it was. Well, yeah, it's yeah.
1: the last scene. Yeah. This this absolutely broke me. Yeah. Seeing Hutchie and Parker running around when they were younger. Mm-hmm. And it was it was so sad. Like, this movie, the way this scene is put together with the music, the music's actually quite good. I, I, I didn't appreciate it the first time, but when I rewatched it, the music actually really does emphasise the emotional beats here. We get like when you see this happiness and this this real love between a dog and a man it's it is really touching like these are this is this is true loss and the love that people feel for their pets is real and the pain they feel when they're gone like I can't imagine when Harley goes but it's gonna be really sad
0: I feel yeah this this hit me I was blubbering I was a mess. You love your dog so damn much that you just, that's all you have to do. You see this happening and you picture the same thing with your dog and that's it. You're destroyed. You're I'm a done. mess. I was done. Yeah. No, I, I i came into this thinking this is going to be your, your favourite scene for sure. Yeah. And I don't blame you. I mean. There's not many scenes to no. pick. Yeah, I mean, my favourite scene is the one before it with the, with the mum and the
1: dog. My, my favourite scene is the uh, the fifth time where we saw Parker <laughs> and Archie go to the station. <laughs> that one in particular, there was something about it.
0: <laughs> all right. But, you know, Hachi dies here, and we get the symbolic movement of the camera moving up into the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, Hachi has passed into heaven. It is right. Is and he- then the grandson finishes off the story. Yeah. Well, I forgot about that. All yep. the kids are Me crying. <laughs> like, come on. Really, you didn't have to do that. It was fine. It was fine. And he names his new dog Hachi. Ah, oh, you just- it's it's too corny. Didn't have to do that. Should have gone with Hachiko. <laughs> Should have gone with Parker. Wow. Yeah? No. <laughs> Why? Hachi's good. I don't know. I thought that was a little over the top. Bit on the nose? No. <laughs> and like we've said already, this uh, was based off a real Japanese story. And they let us know that there's a bronze statue at the Shibuya station.
1: Yeah, which we've talked about. And I did like that the. I did like it was a true story. And I did like I didn't know it was a true story till the end. I liked the movie more that it was a true story. I can tell you now, because it means that they were telling this story about this this special event, and the whole thing's about this ending. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to make stuff up in the first two thirds of the movie. Like they're just showing that this is how they form their love together. It's is it exciting? No. Is it a bit boring? Yes. But
0: this is how they form their love. To, so you get that payoff at the end with the emotional beats. I think the first two thirds of the film is made up. The general story of the dog and his and his master. Well, obviously it's set. You know, not the fact that it's just set in Japan and this is America and timelines the, the general, different as well. The general story is the dog and his master. The dog ne- the the master dies and never comes back, and the dog waits for him at the train station. That is the that's the true story. Yeah,
1: but you've got to show you've got to Americanize it, and you've got to show like the family.
0: Yeah, and all that takes too long and is kind of a snooze fest half the time.
1: Yeah, but you can't really have the ending stuff go for longer.
0: I know, but you didn't have to have the stuff at the start go for so long. Yeah, but you gotta you got to fill 90 minutes. That's That sounds awful. You have to fill the movie, so let's just put filler in. Well, it's not f-
1: like it is filler. Don't get me wrong. Like This,
0: this would have been better as a short film.
1: I mean, I guess. It wouldn't be on the top 250, though, would it? Wouldn't have made as much money if it wasn't released as a theatrical
0: film. Spoiler alert on the final thoughts. I don't know why the fuck this is in the top 250. <laughs> well,
1: why don't we get to your final thoughts, Endo? Any last words?
0: Yeah, look, I've seen this before. Uh, When I watched it then, it's the same thoughts I'm thinking now. I think it is a bit too boring in a lot of the first two-thirds of the film, a lot of filler. The actual story, when it finally gets to the story, does have some emotional weight to it, and it does get you deep in the feels, and it got me in a, a little bit towards the end it did but i feel like this film generally is a bit too emotionally manipulative and i feel like that is the only intention of this film to make people cry get their get their emotions up over this brief story of the dog and his master and to fill it with this you know long ass story of this random family i do not care about in the end it has its moments but generally i am not a fan of this film i will never go back and watch this again i give this 2 stars. Okay. I'm very curious to hear what you would think <laughs> after everything you just mentioned. Uh, what do you What do you think? I'm curious. What do you think I think of this film? Well, I know you are very prone to, yeah, this film, okay, uh, I didn't like this part and I didn't like this part or this part and this part and this part, but, uh, you know, there was this good part here. So, yeah, five stars, bang, I love it. <laughs> so yeah. I could easily see you giving think this a, a 3 I recommend because it got you crying at the end. Okay, okay. Just all right. completely oh. forget the first two thirds. All right, all right. Here we go. My final thoughts.
1: What do you say about this movie? It is a slow, uneventful film about this standard family and a very common love between a family, in particular a man and his dog. Thank God for its short run time because the majority of this film is just such a nothing movie. Not much of anything really happens at all. But that ending... Bloody hell, man, that ending, it, oh, come it's stunning. I don't care what you say. It perfectly shows the love between a person and their dog. The music and Build Up is unflinching. We see Hachi waiting after he's dead. It's,
0: Does the last 10 minutes justify the first 80? It just
1: builds and builds and builds. So after oh, he's dead, we see we see the station and we <laughs> see no one there. Then we see Kate come and it's like, okay, this is a bit emotional. You know, you're starting to get the feels. When? But that scene of Hachi dying and remembering the good times with Parker is devastating for me. As I said, I watched this with my four-year-old and my nine-year-old. As I was sitting there failing to control my emotions and tears... I realised my nine-year-old is sitting in front of me with her back to me doing the exact same thing, and she broke as well.
2: Yeah, but kids
0: and we ki- broke- kids, kids cry easier than most men
1: and We women. broke. We broke together, and it was a really, really beautiful moment between us. And for me, that was a special moment between me and my daughter, and I enjoyed that, and I appreciated that this film gave us that moment. Now, you call it emotionally manipulative. I say, yeah, for sure it is. And bravo! And I'm okay with that. Bravo, I say. Well done. It tried to get me crying, and you know what? Big green tick. It succeeded. I was Not watching a high this high bar though to get you to cry. I was watching this. It was probably sitting at about a two, two and a half. Um, uh, what before all
0: that happened, it was a two.
1: I'm bumping it up to three and a half.
0: Are uh, you got to be kidding me? <laughs> Before anything kidding happened, kidding at all. before anything happened and all this bullshit happened, this was a two or two. It was it was almost it was a, a two. It was a two. It was a two and a two-star with nothing happening? This is a two-star after something happened? This
1: is an easy film to watch with a good-looking man in Richard You're going to go back
0: and watch this whole film again?
1: I watch, I watched the last 20, 30 no, minutes today.
0: No, that's not what I said. No,
1: but I'm saying there is a level of interest I had in this film that I genuinely, genuinely wanted to watch the ending again. So, yeah, this is this is a three and a half
0: for me. Would you watch the whole film again? Yes. No, I don't buy it at all. I reckon you would start watching and go, eh, let's skip the last 20 minutes. No. Now i I think you're full of shit there. Well, I think you're just trying to justify your pick.
1: I'm not, No, this is not about justifying my pick at all. Three and a half is a joke. I did not expect Believe me, when I was watching it, I was like, God, this is boring. But it came good. It improved. It definitely improved. I like that it's a true it story. It
0: improve to a point where this whole film is just, yeah, you can watch this whole thing and just love it.
1: I didn't say I watched the whole thing and I loved it. You know, you just, nah, just put words in my mouth. De- I said the first I was two pretty, thirds are pretty boring. I was pretty much pretty bang, on.
0: Was bang on. You come and you go, oh, negative, negative, negative. Five negative, stars. Negative. No, that's but, not what I said. But the last, you know, one sixth of the film – uh, just, just give me the recommend.
1: last one. Six. It's the last half an hour of a ninety-minute film.
0: Not even. No, it's not the last half an hour. You, you said you like. It's the last ten minutes. That last bit where Hutchie dies is the pinnacle. Yes, it is. But eighty minutes of the slog through it, it's not. It's not worth it. Just because it makes you cry doesn't make it. You know. Let's watch this again. No, I, I
1: disagree. If a movie make me, makes me cry, it means I care enough about it. To have that emotional impact on me. Any movie, it gets any movie up that for has a dog. I tear up and Any cry.
0: movie that has a dog dying will get you crying. Wow. Then three
1: and a half, that shit.
0: Well, okay. Why don't we go and check out like a two and a half hour film where the dog dies in the last five minutes of the film? Or a dog dies in the middle of the film okay, and nothing happens. Tell me happens. what film. <laughs> no, I don't want to recommend any more torturous dog snuff films to you. Okay. <laughs> Not that I recommended this to you. No. No, I think uh, you're a bit lenient on the old recommend there, but. Let's get to our rankings. I was the best because the crowd loved me. It's easy for me. It's at the bottom. What about you? Oh, is this actually your worst film? Yeah. And the fact that you're going to put this above Rocky just just, uh, blows my mind.
1: Yes, unfortunately, Hendo, that is correct. It is going to end up above Rocky. (gasps) <gasps> what, he can't do that? Well, I am. so Classic Dean. Rocky's at 31. Let's jump right up to, tell you what, I'm going to put it at number 25, which is above Paths of Glory and Wild Tales, but below It's a Wonderful Life and The Prestige.
0: Oh, I cannot wait to hear the listener reaction to this one.
1: <laughs> what about you, Hendo? Where is it on? I already your...
0: said it. to the oh, bottom. You
1: did too. Very easily at the bottom. Ben, I would watch this three times over before watching Ben Hur again.
0: I think Ben-Hur is a much better film, much better film.
2: Hi, this is Drew Martin. And I'm Roy King. And we're part of a weekly movie podcast called Coming Off The Reels, where we discuss everything from the newest releases to our childhood favorites. We'll also break down specific years, directors, actors, and genres. We may not always stay on topic, we rarely do, but we always circle back to our love of movies. You can learn more about us on our website, comingoffthereels.com. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and anywhere else your podcasts like to hide.
1: And follow us on Twitter, at Off The Reels, for weekly battle polls, movie haikus, and a whole lot more.
2: So if you're looking for a new movie podcast, and I know you are, give us a try.
0: Hey listeners, we just want to take a quick second here to thank you all for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie related.
1: Yeah, it really does mean a lot to the both of us, we're always looking to improve our show to get our name out
0: there, and there's a couple of ways you can help us. Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. You know, Let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and another personal favourite of mine, CastBox.
1: And if you'd like to get a hold of us you can contact us on Twitter at twitter.com slash journey, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash journey, or you can email us at imdbjourney at gmail.com
0: Exactly. Another way to help us out is to leave a 5 star rating and review on iTunes for us. Or if you're really loving the content and are looking for more why not check out our Patreon where we post another weekly show breaking down films not on the IMDb Top 250 list. Yeah that's
1: right. What have we got coming up this week Hendo?
0: Well Dean we've finished our X-Men series finally, but this week coming up we've got a patron-requested review again from Chris Beardsall, and he's gone with the 2011 film Margaret.
1: Yeah, I hadn't heard of this far before. I just looked it up, and I mean, it's got a decent cast. The premise looks good. I'm interested to see it. I'm surprised I've never heard of it.
0: Yeah, me neither, mate. I knew a l- I knew Anna Paquin was in it. That was all I knew about it. But yeah, it's going to be good to check out a new film and talk about it.
1: Absolutely. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash imdbjourney and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to offer. I downloaded an
0: episode of Netflix and Swirl. Does this mean I get to watch
2: Netflix now? No, you can't watch Netflix until you understand the phrase poop. Poop? Once you understand poop, you'll understand your place as a listener of this podcast. But what does poop mean? Mm -hmm. It's actually a carefully organized code. Listen closely. People order our podcast. Oh, poop. Looks like Mr. Caleb understands poop. Here's a typical podcast listener. I wonder what they want. Well, if we remember Poop, we can figure it out. I'd like to watch... Do you think they're going to watch A, an Amy Schumer comedy special? B, Gypsy, or C, a good show? One good show, please. Ah, Poop, you never let us down. Now that you understand Poop, I bet you think you're ready to watch Netflix. Netflix! (laughs) Ha ha, not so fast, Eager McBeaver. You still need to finish listening to Netflix and Swill. You can find the show at netflixandswill.com or on your favourite podcast service. And now to talk about personal hygiene.
0: Right, now it's time for... We may still have mail.
2: Mail, mail, mail. Here it is. And
0: this could be it. Oh! And we've got a couple of reviews. Shockingly, we got some reviews for Hutchie. I didn't expect to get any. But let's see what we got. First over here on Twitter from Carolina, ah, Hutchie. Beautiful film, but never have I ever bawled my eyes out to another film like I did to Hutchie. Can't Amen. Bring, can't bring myself to re-watch it. I understand the reason why you wouldn't want to rewatch that, yeah.
1: Last one here from Janil Rumji. I love this movie to pieces. Anyone who's ever owned a dog will immediately connect, but the real beauty is that it never goes for sappy sentimentality, but rather genuinely heartfelt drama, most of it as seen through Hutchie's eyes. Richard Gear is fantastic. It seems
0: you're in the uh, minority here, Endo. Oh, why don't we take a look at our Patreon then for our lovely loyal patrons? First one here from Ben Mulverhill. Oh, Dino, Dino, so many good options. What have you done to me? But seriously, there's nothing to this film. <laughs> it's short, sweet, and cry-worthy, and that's it. I don't know how it's on the 250, and I don't know what exactly you'll be breaking down.
1: We did our best, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Last one here from Chris Beardsell. Hachi is a very good boy and cute as hell, and that's about where my positivity ends. (laughs) The film feels like it was made for TV. The film is designed to manipulate you and pull on your heartstrings. It was an easy watch, but it's definitely not deserving of being in the top 250. Preach. I I don't disagree with you, Chris.
0: And that's going to do it. We, we do not have a Shane review. With the
1: exception of our
0: very first episode of
1: Die Hard, this is the only time we have not had a review from Shane Jeffrey.
0: It is a dark time in the IMDb Journey podcast time Very
1: dark. Maybe it goes to show the
0: uh, level of popularity of uh, old Hachi here. Even Hachi took down Shane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's do...
2: That's my question! The question, jerk!
0: We asked you, what is your favorite dog movie? And like we said earlier, lots of responses to this one. So let's go through a couple. Let's. Let's go over to Twitter here. First one from Melissa Sheldon. Does Homeward Bound count? Uh, absolutely. Of course it does. Next
1: up, from the fresh geek context, can't decide between Balto and Homeward Bound.
0: Motivator X23 says, Marley and me. Jake Moore says a dog's purpose.
1: What an amazing film journey taken. We do love film journeys. I think you should watch Dog's Purpose now.
0: I mean, it's done by the same director. A dog movie. Yeah. Hint, hint, wink, Week. Okay. Mark from the Movie Drone Podcast says, Old Yeller for me. You seen Old Yeller?
1: Nah, I haven't. Can't oh, bring either. myself to watch it. Yeah. Two peas on a pod say, Frankenweenie. Haven't
0: seen Frankenweenie. Me neither. Kevin Kendrick says, Turner and Hooch was awesome. Can't disagree with you there. Never seen Turner and Hooch. Really? You'll love Turner and Hooch. <laughs>
1: Always a Critic Movie Podcast says 101 Dalmatians, the live action, because Glenn Close is villain goals.
0: Mustache Movie News says K9 with Jim Belushi. You're a big Jim Belushi fan, aren't you, mate? Haven't seen K9 either. The Indie Film Review says White God. Here's one from Rob Manafield, 101 Dalmatians, the cartoon. One of the more underrated Disney animated movies. Hmm. Speaking of Disney, Corey Tatum says Lady and the Tramp. And let's go one last one here on Twitter from Bobby Three Sticks. Hachi, a dog story. All right, let's head over to Facebook, and this is the biggest amount of comments we've got on a Facebook post. Yeah, by far. Dipak Patel says, Canine, Um, no, has there ever really been a good dog movie? Maybe Hot Dog the movie? Does it mean hot dogs? Is there a difference? <laughs> you remember Hot Dogs? Is that the sequel? <laughs> Next up from Tom Power, Beethoven and Turner and Hooch. Here's one from my lovely sister Ebony, who was... A massive Dalmatian freak. When she was younger, she her room was like Dalmatian plush dolls everywhere. She was a massive fan of obviously 101 Dalmatians. We had a Dalmatian when we were younger, so no surprise that her answer is 101 Dalmatians. Absolute classic. Can't go wrong. I've still got a few ornaments that I kept from when I was younger and obsessed with the film. Corella Deville still scares the shit out of me though.
1: <laughs> Next up from Duty Dutram Growlithe.
0: What's that? I think it's a Pokemon. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> All right, Duty. Hold on. Here's one from Katrina Patrick, Beethoven. Gotta love Beethoven. Yes, you
1: do. Here's one from Ryan Dunbabin, John Wick. I win. Not really a dog nah, film, though, We You lose, because it? Yeah. it
0: doesn't qualify. No, unlucky. And our last one here from Ryan Utting, Marley and Me. Gets me every time. And let's head back over to our Patreon from Hayden Gerloff. Gotta go with the Australian film Napoleon. I watched it so much as a kid. Ah, fond memories. Have you seen Napoleon? I have not.
1: Next up, from Chris cell. I'll be honest, boys, this isn't the strongest category to choose from, so I guess by default, my favourite would be Isle of Dogs.
0: That's a good pick, and all the categories don't have to be absolute gems. We can have some fun with these ones. And our last one here from Ben Mulverhill, Isle of Dogs, but what a woeful category. Oh, wait a minute, what a woeful category. (laughs) I think he was going for a pun. So thank you very much, everyone, for putting in your responses here. But Dean, it's time for the big one, our top five dog movies. The big one, really? <laughs> Alright, mate, let's start it off with you. What's your number five? <laughs> this is one of the worst lists. All all right, right. We, we can do some My number list.
1: five, The Fox and the Hound.
0: Okay, I haven't seen it.
1: Oh, it's number
0: five worthy. Yeah, really? What about you? Well, my number five is the animated version of 101 Dalmatians. Well, what about you with your number four? Milo and Otis. Milo and Otis, that's a good film. Well, my number four is Beethoven. Yeah, I think I saw it. I don't remember any of it. I think I've seen it a bunch of times when I was a kid. Yeah, very enjoyable. My number
1: three, one I watched recently, Hachi.
0: God! <laughs> I was wondering where <laughs> it was going to land after you said you horrible review of it. Well, my number three is a much better sad dog story, Marley and Me.
1: My number two is Isle of Dogs. Same as me,
0: mate. Isle of Dogs, number two. And easy number one, Homeward Bound. See, I haven't seen it. So my number one... He's Milo and Otis. Okay.
1: You yeah. know there was a lot of um, animal cruelty that went on on set for Milo and Otis, don't you? It was on your list too, wasn't and it? You still in, oh, I wouldn't <laughs> dare put it at number one.
0: Well, I haven't seen Your Home favourite Band.
1: dog movie of all
0: time is littered with animal cruelty and you're okay with that? Yeah. There, I said it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and for next week's Question of the Week, still on the theme of Hutchie, we're going to go, what is your favourite Richard Gere film? There's not many options to choose from with Hutchie and themes.
2: We're both masters. Who won? How did it end?
0: All right, it's time to look at the results of our Pod V Pod 19 draft results in Russell Crowe films. Now, we were team two, and Sam and Stacey at the Movie Reviews and 20 News podcast were team one, and they had Gladiator, A Beautiful Mind, The Insider, Les Miserables, and American Gangster.
1: And we had Ali Confidential, The Nice Guys...
0: Cinderella Man, Man of Steel, and Master and Commander. And let's take a look at some responses here from you guys. First one from the Movie Drone podcast. Just because Move Reviews and 20Qs has Les Miserables is no from me. So IMDb Journey wins.
1: Super Movie Brothers say IMDb Journey.
0: And they have a little gif of the nice guys. I guess that's the reason why we won that one. Richard Corey says IMDb Journey. Definitely IMDb Journey.
1: Pint, o' comics, Sir John, say, IMDb Journey wins solely on the excellence of Master and Commander, but where
0: is Quick and the Dead? Six-round pick. (laughs) Here's one from Ollie at Out of Our Element. Oh, this is tough. I love Man of Steel, but not before Crow's input, but American Gangster is superb, so it's got to be movie reviews and 20Qs. Film File say,
1: Not even the inclusion of Man of Steel can diminish the sheer brilliance of the IMDB Journey selections. For nice guys, alone it wins.
0: Jeff Beck has the other perspective, oh wow, movie reviews in 20Qs obliterates IMDb Journey. Julio
1: at the Contrarians say IMDb Journey gets it, even with the nice guys there. LA Confidential is a masterpiece, and Master and Commander is underrated as
0: all hell. The film Grump says IMDb Journey has LA Confidential, the nice guys, and Master and Commander. Not even a close decision.
1: Next up from Gidget Von Roo, movie reviews in 20Qs gets it
0: with Gladiator. And our last one here from Netflix and Swill. Jesus, IMDb journey beyond a doubt. Thank you very much, everyone, for your responses there as well. Let's take a look at the results. 103 votes later, 59% went to Sam and Stacey at the Movie Reviews and 20Q's podcast. Yes, it did. Well done, Sam and Stacey. Yeah, well done on that one. But but didn't matter. Not enough. (laughs) Because we won the first two games there, so we win pod v pod 19. But great job winning the draft there, guys. No, well done. There's this tournament.
2: Let the tournament begin!
0: All right, it's time to get started on our best 1970s film tournament. Now, because we have 19 films in this tournament, we have a little like qualifier, I guess, to start off with. We've got three matches this week for three films to move into the final 16 with the other 13 films. So the first match here is the number 16 seed, Rocky, against the number 17 seed, Barry Lyndon. Next up, we've got the number 15 seed, Life of Brian, against the number 18 seed, Jaws. And our last match here is the number 14 seed, Network, against the number 19 seed, The Exorcist. So those three matches will go up to you guys on Twitter to vote for, and those three films that win will start off our final 16. Mm.
3: So what's next?
0: All right, Dean. It's time to find out what our lovely patron Chris Beardsall has picked for us for next time. Now, I don't think he's a fan of me winning this movie-watching challenge because he's picked a bloody long movie. Oh, no. What is it? It is a film from one of the great directors out there, Mr. Martin Scorsese. And he has gone with The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. There's a lot to that one, isn't there? There is a lot to that one. We've done Marty before, haven't we? We've done Casino. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Cool. Very nice. That yep. I means. yeah, great pick. Absolutely. So that's going to be our breakdown in two weeks' time. But next week, it's our Pod V Pod 20. It's another milestone in our Pod V Pods. And we're going back to our roots once again. Once again. It's going to be Daniel versus Dean in a five-round epic movie battle. <laughs> I can't wait for that one. Nice. It will be good. Yes, it will be good to trounce you once again. Did you trounce me last time? I did. I don't believe you. You won the first one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Be sure to check us out and the entire coverage of the live stream for The Cure coming up this weekend. But after that, we will see you next time for Pod V Pod 20. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.